Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Hello and welcome back, everybody. I just want to first say that if you're listening in real time, this is the month of May and this is teacher appreciation time. And I really want to thank each and every one of you who is currently a teacher or ever has been a teacher because the work you do is the most important work on earth. And I really don't think that we appreciate each other enough. And so while I always appreciate a month dedicated where we can just shower our love and appreciation on our teachers. I also believe that every single week we should be appreciating these amazing educators who give their 110% every single day, every single day uh, to our students. And especially now in our current situation where I'm noticing many, many, many of our teachers are really not feeling that appreciation. They're actually feeling... um, the exact opposite of appreciated. Uh, And I'm seeing that in many, many posts from many, many different coaches that are online um, asking uh, educators to tell them what they need right now. I actually was um, on a post of Angela Watson's Truth for Teachers. uh, And she asked on her Facebook group, you know, what do you need right now? And I saw so many um, teachers posting um, that they need students to behave. They need their administrators to appreciate them more. They need parents to step up and appreciate them more. Uh, And what was super, super clear in every single one of those posts is teachers are not feeling appreciated. Uh, And so what I also know is there are so many people out there that are just not being vocal on how much we appreciate teachers. And so I encourage you, if you are a non-educator, to really thank a teacher personally this week, uh, because the work they do is super, super hard. um, And it is so, so very, very important. Uh, And so I just want to thank each and every one of you Uh, for the work that you do uh, and appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. So I want to also move into the topic of our podcast today. So for the last few weeks, we have been talking about mindset uh, and we dove into kind of the three questions that I introduced around mindset about three, four weeks ago. And so those questions were, do you focus on what you can control or what you can't? Do you focus on what excites you or what you fear or worry about? And the third one, which is our deep dive topic of today, is do you focus on what you have or what you're missing? And the reason why this question is so incredibly powerful is it does have our brain working either in that 50% side of positive or that 50% side of negative, depending on where you're leaning. So here's what I know from uh, personal experience and even most recent experience right now, uh, as I'm going through making some different life decisions 
and being having to be super mindful of which side of this question I land on. So I have found myself focusing on what I'm missing. And that can feel very urgent. It can feel very upsetting. Uh, it can feel frustrating when we focus on what we're missing. And I think that is what I'm seeing become really clear uh, in our educational setting right now is we have so many educators that are focusing on what we're missing, on what students are missing as far as academic skill, as far as behavior skill, um, what they're missing in support, um, what they're missing in parent support, in financial support. And all of these things are very important things to address. So I also, again, also caution us not to take that stance that when we are looking at what we're missing, that's necessarily a bad thing, because that's not what I'm saying either. But what I am saying is if we're aware and being super intentional and purposeful about focusing on what we're missing, that can lead to us working on what we need to do next. But there is also that caution that if we're only focusing on what we're missing, that can lead to those emotions that are on the more negative side of the 50-50 that I talked about before. Um, and again, if, you've just, if you're new to listening to me, the 50-50 is just kind of that view of life that 50% of the time everything is rainbows and butterflies and beautiful. And then there is 50% of the time where life you know, can be on that sucky side. Uh, and we need both sides for a well-balanced ba life. And it's also not to say that in the moment, in this period of time, it's balanced 50-50 either. 50-50 is really across a lifetime. So we will have our ups and our downs. But part of what I want us to look at as we're looking at what we're missing is to remember the other side of the story. What do we have? Because on the side that we have, that we focus on what we have, that is where we find gratitude. That is where we find more of the joy feelings. It is where we see our own growth and the growth in others. It's where we can see the gain versus the gap. So uh, there is an amazing book um, that I started reading called The Gap in the Game. And it really is around business, but I think it applies too to many of the things that we do in education. Too many times we focus on that gap, whether it is an implementation gap, it is a student achievement gap, it is a skill gap. Uh, and that can lead again to those feelings of frustration, urgency, um, feeling that hopelessness sometimes that this won't change. But we have to balance that with the gain, balancing that with what we have. I look at my own situation and, and our district as a whole over the last five years through the pandemic, and we definitely could focus on what we are missing, what students were missing, what we as a community were missing, uh, and that can feel heavy. But I also like to look at what we have. We did so much amazing work in the last five years that has moved our district forward, that has moved our student achievement 
dial forward the things we did during the pandemic for our community, for our families, for our students, really was cutting edge and truly miraculous and amazing. Our teachers did amazing things during the pandemic to make sure they did what they needed to do for students. Things that they took the rein on learning new skills that they might not necessarily have had pre-COVID, and they applied those skills like rock stars. So while it is also easy for us to say, wow, the pandemic, that was like the worst side of the 50-50, there are also some good things that we did gain out of that slice of time. So as we're moving into our current perspective and we look at where our current situations are, the questions that you can ask yourself is, what do I have right now that is working? What am I doing personally? What are um, ha- what's happening in my community or what's happening in my family that's working really, really well and that I can be grateful for and that I could say, yeah, these are good things in my life. And list those all out, right? Show your brain that there are so many good things happening in your life right now. Be careful that you don't make it so broad that it's hard to find what you have, it could be in the moment. Like today, for example, I'll give you a rock hard example. At breakfast this morning, my amazing husband made us breakfast. And I was eating and I will tell you, I am a fan of crunchy bacon. Love it, love it, love it. I finished, I left things on my plate, my body said I had had enough. And I glanced over at my husband's plate, and there was the most beautiful piece of crunchy bacon sitting on his plate. And I had to ask myself, do I reach over and eat that because he's just going to throw it away? Or do I honor what my body's telling me that I've had enough? And I made the choice, you know what, five minutes from now, I'm not going to remember whether or, or not I ate that bacon, so I'm going to choose to just leave it. So that's what I have. I have the ability in the moment to make a decision that was amazing for me. And here I am two hours post breakfast. And I will tell you, I don't miss not having that piece of of bacon. Um, And so sometimes it can be those little things that give yourself little pieces of gratitude. If you do find yourself living mostly in what you're missing, That's also an indicator. I want you to stop and do a body scan. How does that make you feel? How are you feeling right now as you're thinking and focusing on the things that you're missing? Because sometimes, as I said, you can say those things are missing and I need to do something about them. So for instance, About three weeks ago, I'm like, you know, I'm really missing getting some movement in my life and my body was feeling sluggish and I was starting to have aches and pains and I went, you know what, I am missing my movement. And so I made an intentional decision that I wanted to put movement back in my life. And so for the last, I will tell you, for the last 12 days, I have done some kind of movement every single day and I'm feeling so good about it. So those are the times where movement where movement, where um, what I'm focusing on, what we're missing can actually be really, really positive. But we also 
can have that what we're missing making us feel like garbage. Uh, and again, I can give you a personal experience of in the last 10 months, uh, my daughter and her husband decided to move about nine hours away to us from us fr to a completely different state. Uh, and that was really hard. It was hard on my husband and I. It was hard on me, who has a really close relationship with my daughter, and we've never been more than a few hours away from each other. Um, so I really found myself having that um, mindset of things will now be horrible, that I'm going to miss being able to go over and have lunch with her. I'm going to miss being able to see her anytime I want to. I'm going to miss her being close enough and what's going to happen if they start having kids and I'm not close. And I found myself really spiraling into a pretty dark place and based on what I am missing or what I feel I might be missing in the future because of this situation. And so I had to put a pause and recognize that that's where my brain was going and stop myself and say, well, wait a minute, Katie, what really is true here? What do I have? Well, I have an amazing relationship with my daughter. That's not going to change because they moved nine hours away. Now, can I bop over and see her in two hours and spend the day with her? Well, maybe not by car, but I definitely could figure out a way to drive two hours to the airport, hop on a 45-minute flight, and be with her for a weekend, which I will tell you we did last weekend, and it was amazing. Do I have to think differently and plan better? Absolutely. But do you see how when I focused only on what I was missing, the thoughts were heavy, the thoughts were hard, the thoughts made me feel super sad. Uh, and I did have to sit in that sadness and say, yeah, this is okay. It's okay to feel sad because she moved far away. And, and that's a life change for us. But I also did not want that to impact my relationship with her to where when I see her, all I want to talk about is how hard it is on me that she's moved so far away. Because that's not fair to her. They made an amazing decision for their life. And they had amazing, amazing reasons for moving. And they are in a much better place than they were 10 months ago, living a few hours away from me. So again, sometimes we don't like choices that other people make. Or maybe we focus on how other people's decisions impact us in that more negative side of the 50-50 that causes us to look at what we might be missing. But what is the only thing we have control over? If you have been listening to me for a while, you'll know the only thing we have control over is how we think and how we act and respond to things. So as we ask ourselves this powerful mindset question, do you focus on what you have or what you're missing? Make sure you realize that both sides of that question, there is not a problem with until we make it a problem for ourselves. So how do we focus on what we have so that what we can feel is that hope, 
that gratitude, that efficacy in our work that has us continuing to move forward as opposed to sitting more in that negative side of the 50-50 on what we're missing that could feel very urgent, very frustrating, and very hopeless and overwhelming. We get to decide how to think and how to feel regardless of what other people choose to do. Does that mean we will never feel frustrated about it? We will never feel overwhelmed? No, not at all. Because we have human brains and our human brains are going to go there. And yet what I know with 100% confidence for me is that when we stop, pause, and question what we're thinking and what we're feeling, we can shift our perspective and shift our mindset in a way that leads us to find more satisfaction, more gratitude, and the ability to be able to move forward with confidence in our lives. Again, I want to thank all of our amazing educators out there for the amazing work that you do. And know that there are so many people in this world that truly do appreciate you. If you find this work helpful and you would like to learn more about working with me or access any of my free content, please visit my website at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. That's the, T-H-E, joyfuleducatorllc.com. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, I really encourage you to leave a review or write a review, as well as be sure to hit that subscribe button and subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. Again, I'm Katie Barrett. Thank you so much for being with me and have an amazing and joyful week. Take care.